Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the USMLE Guys podcast. Today, we're diving into a short clip from one of our recent USMLE Coaches Corner Live episodes on YouTube. This is a quick tip that you can take and immediately use to boost your USMLE Step 1 and or Step 2 CK exam performance and results. If you find this tip to be useful and you want to ace your USMLE exams with certainty in less time and with ease, visit us at usmleguys.com to learn how we can help you make it happen. Now let's dive into today's episode. Uh, I got this really friendly message on YouTube, basically telling me I was a moron <laughs> for suggesting that students read the textbooks because there's no time to read textbooks. Sure. But here's the thing. So let's, let's clarify the misunderstanding. Misunderstanding is we are not telling you to go in and read an entire textbook. We're telling you if you're doing a blog of questions and you get a handful of glycolysis questions wrong, maybe the first aid isn't giving you enough information. Maybe the question didn't give you enough information. So what you want to do is open your textbook to the glycolysis section. Maybe it's three or four pages and then spend half hour on that. That does not mean read the entire textbook. It just means if you have a specific weakness, you have to dive into something deeper because, hey, yeah. not a weakness. And, uh, you know, I went back and forth with this person and what they said was um, there's just not enough time to be reading textbooks during your step one prep. Well, what's your alternative? Is your alternative to continue reading first aid to fill in your gaps and then keep making the same questions? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. So the alternative to what I, we suggest is to basically move forward and not fix your weaknesses. Honestly, it sounds like a terrible idea to me because you're going to come to exam day and you're not going to be ready for your exam. So that's my uh, response to that. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about reading textbooks or a couple pages in a textbook? Well, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think a lot of students out there and doctors out there from you know domestic and abroad, local and beyond... They, they might realize, I don't have time. Well, yeah, if your test is in a month or so and you're not ready and you're, you're weak in many, many systems, well, that just, that's just like an alert to, to figure out wh where you actually are with your prep. Realistically speaking, going to a first aid or very, really very detailed video series or detailed book won't give you the connections you need. You need to go back a few steps. Or like you said before, you go in, memorize a few facts, hope and pray you get a similar question or a question based upon those little details and see if you do well, right? So that's why we tell students, if you're not doing well in physiology or pathophys and phys, A, you should have focused a little more, work you know, maybe harder or use more resources during med school. But if you've graduated and trying to study for these exams, guys, I'm sorry, but you know, those are little shortcuts that if you don't know the basic foundation of general principles and pathophys, you know, pharmacology, physiology, and, and pathology, then how can you understand the, 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 the concepts when they ask you those questions? So you have to make that time. Or else you won't get the questions right. That's all. And you won't pass. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, like you have two choices. The, 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 the choices are you spend a little extra time to actually know the stuff. Or the other choice is, you, like you just said, you, you risk that the little facts that you study show up on exam day. And I mean, there is such a wide variety of questions that are in the USMLE pool the oh, yeah. odds that if you just pick and choose random things that it just shows up, it's just not how it works. And you just at the end of the day, understand that if you decide to take some shortcuts when you're prepping for step one, 
that you are putting your career at risk, not just failing an exam. Like you're putting your entire career at risk. Every year, there are more people applying for residency. That means it is more competitive. And now that a lot of people are also doing virtual interviews like this, they're being more selective with how they choose people, right? They're just not going to let someone who's got two sixties across the board and who did all of their electives in plastic surgery apply for a rural family medicine position because they know that it's just a backup of a backup. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be very careful with, with everything. They're being very choosy. And with the choosiness comes weeding people out who just don't meet the criteria that they might be looking for. So you got to be really careful. Thanks for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want more, be sure to check out our other episodes right here on the USMLE Guys podcast. And if you're ready to dive in and simplify your USMLE prep process, don't forget to head over to usmleguys.com. I'll see you all on the next episode.